Good Hello. And thanks for tuning in. You're listening to 17.5 oh, RTV Mustangs. <laughs> what an intro, what an intro. Thank you so much. So that was indeed the intro piece um, by our our guest today. So today is, um, yeah, the 2nd of November? Yeah. The Lord's Year of 2022. And yeah, we, we will be, uh, we, are, we are very happy to have, um, have the artist in the studio. Hello. Uh, hello. I'm also very happy. Good evening. Good Thank evening. You. We Thank are you. very happy. Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I really find it fascinating every time we have, um, we, we have, let's say, an album or so or when we listen to music and then we can talk to the artist. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the plan. We have a real live artist here. Yes. Hello. Hello. Your name is Slavik Semenyuk? Yes. I did it. And you play bass? Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? Uh, since I was 15, I believe. So, mm, let me count. Uh, 18 years, I guess. And when you were 15 and you started playing bass, what were you playing? Uh, well, I started basically with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And yes, and as we all do. Rage Against the Machine, the whole <laughs> yeah. ground bit. So, and it all stayed, so... Amazing. Um, so throughout that time, you ended up uh, moving around a lot. You actually studied here and you've played many types of music. But today we're listening to an album that you released on February 2nd, 2022. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh. That's really fresh. Yes. Fresh. Actually, exactly February. nine months ago. Oh, so now you? it's like double yeah. birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Fantastic. So that album is called Slavic Horizons, but it's like a fusion album of many kinds of fusion. And is, is that sound something that you've always been making or was it something you started with new for this project? Well, you know, the, the, the bass playing thing is one thing, but I was always striving into trying out as a composer. And I, as far as I remember, I was always writing my own stuff. And uh, this is just another chapter. And uh, I believe I always wanted to marry, um, well, fusion music or jazz rock music uh, with uh, with my Polish upbringing. So um, I did a bit of research about uh, Slavic mythology, which I still believe is quite neglected mm. if I compare it with, with different types, like with Roman or Egyptian mythology. And uh, yeah, that was like a... That, that's, you know, you throw it in the blender and that's that's <laughs> what comes out. Very nice. So, what did what did you uncover from this mythology? Maybe there's a story in particular or a character. Just one example of something that. No, I just um, found out that it's pretty amazing, and uh, like uh, any other pagan mythology, um, polytheism was a big thing. And to be honest, uh, whether that was Greece or Egypt or Poland or Norway, there was always one god above them all. So basically, you know, it's, it all made perfect sense. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what your religion is and doesn't matter what your uh, nationality is. You, there's always this one one thing. And uh, I just like probably the, the, the this intimate connection I have to, 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 to this part of Europe where I come from. And... Uh, yeah, that's. I like just you know blending things like like jazz or fusion, mixing with that because there was there were a lot of a lot of albums that have inspired me over the years. Like for instance, Jespana, which is a, a blend between uh, 
classical Spanish flamenco music mixed with uh, Vidia big band and uh, um, some great jazz musicians like Michael Brecker and Peter Erskine, for instance, um, all directed by Vince Mendoza. And when I heard that CD, that blend, it blew me away, of course. And, and there are many examples. I think Joe Zavinel is one of them also that, you know, was one of the architects of, of, of world music. And be, basically, if you call it jazz or if you call it jazz rock or fusion or whatever, it doesn't actually matter. Eh? You, yeah. you can either make good music or bad music. So that's probably the, the only thing. Effective yeah. music. Yes. <laughs> Close to my heart, at least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have your whole album here. Is there a track we should go off on that'll bring us into adventure mode and then we can come back and talk about it off the top of your head? Mm, zero four thirty seven AM. Let's do it. Let's do it? Yeah. It sounds like a fun. Let's do it.
Hello, we're back. You're listening to 107.5 FM on Student Radio Maastricht. So we just heard a song by Slavik Semenyuk, and that track was 4.37 a.m. Yeah? What the fuck happened at 4.37 a.m.? Yeah, that's exactly when that song happened. Yeah, okay. Did you record it at that time, or did you compose mm -hmm. it at that time? That's where the first idea came Yeah, okay. From. And uh, where does that melody come from? Your head, or...? somewhere else <laughs> from 4 to 37 a.m yeah ah, it's just something that pops up in your brain and you just record it next morning you wake up and go holy shit what the hell did i do <laughs> then you either delete it and start from scratch or you just go with it oh wow I've, i've always wondered right like musicians do you actually are you able to hear what you want to play before you play no well that's that's, that's an urban legend i mean there are a lot of musicians that are very talented But I don't consider myself being that talented. So for me, it's really like uh, the matter of trying out, trying out whether I like it or not. And uh, no, I've, I think I've never, to be honest, I've never written a song based on the fact that I had a melody in my head. Mm. It always yeah. sounded, started with some soundscapes or rhythms or basically groove on the bass, obviously. So mm. a bit other way around than usually... Uh, should be or should have been done but uh, yeah it's okay I think it doesn't really matter where you start right? oh yeah yeah it was just an open question yeah I and then they had no idea how yeah I mean some people start from melodic information some people start from rhythmic or harmonic information some people start from being a person and onward so you have a crazy band that you put together for this one yes studio band featuring uh, Greg Turinsky on saxophone, who actually I know from studying at the conservatory at school. I think everybody knows Greg. Yeah, Greg is fa is local famous. It's We always say it's not hard to be famous in Maastricht, but it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's well said. That means I never gotten to the point where I would be famous in Maastricht because I never heard that one. <laughs> I um, mean, reward is relative, let's just say. <laughs> Uh, how did this band, was this like a fantasy band for you or was it some friends and you wanted to put them all in the same room or how did it come about? Well, basically it's it's a lineup consisting of my dear friends with whom I did play live on different occasions throughout the years. With Greg, for instance, we did study together in Masters a long, long time ago. And uh, yeah, the other guys, uh, like piano player, for instance, key player, Moritz Schippers, he also did study with me. Ulf Stricker, the drummer from Düsseldorf, I have a, um, another fusion trio with him, and Torsten Pras, the guitar player, that's actually from his band. Mm. So basically just, just a mix between people that you meet randomly on different gigs, then you connect with them, go on like, hey, let's, let's just meet up and jam and see what happens. Yeah, right. let's do the... The also, there are no assholes in that band. That also has to be said because uh, I find it very, very interesting <laughs> uh, and very important to, to to have fun not only on stage but off stage as well. Yeah, you really hear it in the in the music. Um, we were, it's funny because we were talking about Josawa and all before, and then the first thing we hear in the song was like some keys yeah. that was totally that vibe. So I was so happy to hear that. I also see there's a vocalist, uh, Kasha Pluta. Kasha Pluta. Yeah, is there a track we can hear with some vocals? Yes, um, Horizons. Oh, the title track. Right. <laughs> Should I do it? Yeah. Sure, I hit it. 
This is Student Radio Module on RT 107.5 FM. You're listening to us from the studios of Bankerstraat, the Banker Studios. And what you're listening to today is an album called Slavic Horizon. Is that the album or is that the band's name? Yes. That's a tricky question. I would say. <laughs> no, I would say it's it's a uh, band's name is very original. It's Slavic Semenyuk, so it's a very original name. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Of course, Slavic Horizon is the name of the album. Cool. Uh, and so we heard some vocals on that last track and you were telling us secretly behind the scenes about the words on it, but it'd be really nice if you could share that with everyone who can hear us. So where did those words come from? Well, that's actually, uh, that's been one of the first takes in my life on attempting to write lyrics. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, it basically, it's it's in Polish. Uh, a good friend of mine from Poland, Kasia Pluta, is singing on it. And uh, the text is basically a mix between uh, m- my memories of my parents' house in Poland 
and my dreams of moving to Spain and basically throw myself on the ocean and starting to live, you know. So uh, what? how was it finding itself in the garden in the backyard there? Is it happy to be there? Is yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, so it's like balancing that beautiful home feeling with exactly. the adventure. And forgetting about the whole rat race and everything that uh, we have these days. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, so when you were putting these songs together, where were you writing them mostly? Or were you in your home, all the way home in Poland? Were you home in Germany? Were you home somewhere else? No, in Germany. Yeah. yeah. Are you missing Poland when you were there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every day, actually. Oh, <laughs> what do you miss? Um, my mom's cooking. That's fair. <laughs> Cold Polish beer, my buddies. Yeah, the, the usual stuff. Yeah. Do you think you would ever live back there? I'm considering this for, for quite some time. But for some reason, I always get uh, caught up in, in work. Mm -hmm. And then all those, you know, uh, dreams of going back Poland are getting smaller and smaller. Then I fly back home, see my parents, see my grandmother. And then obviously I don't want to leave anymore, so I keep on rebooking my return flight or, you know, oh. trying to get as late as possible. And then the whole story repeats, you know, it's already for, it's like that for 14 years, I believe. Yeah, 14 wow. years. And uh, what food specifically? What's the first thing you want? Pierogi is mięsem. Wow. <laughs> That's, uh, you can wake me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Basically, my parents always know when uh, when they pick me up from the airport, that's the first thing I have to have. Yeah, okay. At 4.37 a.m.? For instance, <laughs> anytime. Uh, is, there any, is there any songs inspired by food, out of curiosity? No. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. <laughs> It's uh, not an obligation. Just a probe into the thing. Is there... Um, yeah, what else about... You you looked into folk melodies or just folk mythology for this album? Both. Yeah? I, I think I managed to marry a couple of um, melodical aspects coming from, from Eastern Europe. Although, like I said, you know, the the, the, the folklore we know uh, is not so pro prolific as, for instance, Balkan folklore or um, flamenco or um, Celtic folklore. So... Yeah. There's also a lot of imagination between. I think the very pivotal CD was uh, an album um, amazing Polish jazz musicians did with uh, Polish Highlanders coming from the Zakopane region, which is actually basically, you know, double basses and violins and fiddles that are out of tune, mm. mixed with some heavy bebop, you know, and that, that CD really also opened my, my eyes to, to, to the possibility of blending those two things together. So there's a long history, actually, of uh, so-called jazz and uh, Polish folk tradition coming together then. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's happening. I mean, it's, it's not uh, widely known, Unfortunately, but then again, jazz is also not having the prime time these days, so... Yeah, exactly. But the fact that it exists... Yeah, is, yeah. You know. And, and um, amazing thing is, of course, how many different sub-genres of jazz do exist and we will never probably uh, have a chance to, to even find it out or something. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I'm from North America and coming over here to Europe, it's actually been really 
there's even more niche subgenres or whatever to call it when it is getting combined with where people are from and to me that's a more authentic thing than people trying to like play Charlie Parker music yeah. in the Netherlands you know it doesn't make sense but that's yeah, that's, that's true yeah that's a whole random well actually playing your type of folklore huh? yeah exactly exactly and okay uh, give us a tune we can hear that's folk influence uh, more melodically something like this we'll check it out and see ah all those questions it's so late in the evening Let I know think. I know how about Amber Chasm yeah cool so that's track 7 Amber Chasm I like that name yes let's check it out
that was amber chasm and that was more spaced out almost like how how much jamming was that and how much was it written and i should say that that's what happens after 4:37 a.m right yeah okay the more spacey <laughs> stuff how much jamming uh just me fooling around with my keyboards basically until i find uh, decent rhythms and soundscapes and and mm. uh, patterns that i liked and me writing it down sending it to my friends and they going like what the hell did you write you know so basically that's that's how it happened okay do you want to do it anyways yeah sure nice are they learning your music um from audio or from uh, notation both i had uh, i sent them audio well my pilots and and also the the sheets that's nice that's nice and then uh we were hearing what were we hearing Okay, but we were talking about some other stuff behind the scenes. Complaining okay. a lot. We were complaining a lot, and you said you didn't want to go there, but I think it's kind of important to go there on how an album that is clearly recorded, um, like really nice, and like the sounds are really full, and we can put such quality music out there, but what do we get in return? Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Can't even get that sometimes. <laughs> Which means we are getting more than Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. We're famous by that logic, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it occurred to me last Saturday when I was playing, uh, I've met a... Mm, well, I haven't played with that band for a year, and a percussionist from that band actually said, yo, I, I, I've seen that you're making so many albums, and like like if it was a bad thing, you know? I said, yeah, why? Yeah, see, I'm not making any albums because I know it makes no sense, you know? I said, you know, just shut shut up because you know yeah i'll break your legs <laughs> it doesn't need to make sense no. no it's i mean those times are twisted anyways and since the, the fact what drives me is actually to leave i think to to have a self-satisfaction and leave something afterwards you know like you have a certain dream and you want to do it mm. even if you end up financing it yourself or the joy of having it, you know, it's it's amazing. And and anyways, you know, um, I'm not intending to get famous, and nor I wish to do so because you know the times when I was thinking like, yeah, I'll be the next Lemmy Kilmister or something like that are way over. Uh, basically, the dream is still there, but it's getting much smaller and smaller with every every Monday morning I have to wake up. So uh, so yeah, but the sheer satisfaction out of it, and then even then it happens sometimes that you get a. Um, friendly email or something like that that somebody on the other side of the globe would actually really like to 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 purchase your album because he clearly has a CD player, mm -hmm. which is these days also not such a uh, common thing. And yeah, then then the, then you get a double joy back. I always really appreciate when musicians can make a project just for the music yeah. and for people that want to hear it. Yeah, of exactly. course. We can't always uh, expect ourselves to be in, able to do that, but when we can and, and when it's worth it, I think it's kind of the most beautiful thing, even though it's a tragic thing also sometimes. But I think the music will always be better for existing as it is and not because uh, someone gave you this specific money to make this specific project that is not really your freedom. Especially like, I mean, I, I can only talk about my own experience, but I'm... Um, still calling myself a freelancer and um 95 percent of music that you play you actually don't like but that's the music that you pay that pays your rent yeah basically 
so uh, not to get crazy not to get uh, like a ear cancer out of it at the end of the day you would like to at least get yourself that five percent uh, it, it can be a five percent uh, just you practicing in between and doing some wild stuff you know and whatever or just uh, trying to develop yourself as a composer that's the only basically for me that's the only thing that that keeps me keep my head above water you know yeah and keeps you uh, yeah in shape so to say or or in the game yeah yeah it's the motivator yeah yeah and it's true because when you're doing these other kinds of music you you're still playing music okay at least that much but when you're never getting to touch your own sound or to put the sound that just wants to be made out there can become almost harmful the, some musicians they would even rather not do those kind of uh, service job music and just I don't know work at a anywhere literally yeah that's also you know? crazy yeah like it's kind of one or the other mm. and people take different choices there me I kind of do both to be honest yeah I call myself a musical prostitute because I <laughs> I'm uh um, any day and any night I um, still um, prioritize uh, playing whatever kind of music as in opposed to a daily job or something like yeah that. yeah and then so <laughs> I don't know it can find you in pretty ridiculous scenarios oh yeah you know is there anything that comes to mind that many things but uh, <laughs> let's just talk about good music yeah let's talk about good music so what you recorded this where did you record it because it sounds really heavy like in a good way crisp heavy which is hard to do I think it's not only um, the question of where did we record it by the, by um, mm, as more important is the fact that um, a good friend of mine Michael Heidman mm. uh, was mixing and mastering it and he's a true architect with whom I'm constantly working on new projects and he knows um, what I want and I know how he works and uh, we have that certain connection that that without without words I know when he sends me bounces and I do my edits that it's gonna be fine. But we did record in Germany and um, my um, former teacher's studio, in Public Peace in Aldenhoven, where I also work now. Mm. Uh, except drums, drums we did record in U.S. studios in Hilden by um, Old Stricker at his studios. And then we put it all together. So it was mostly an overdubbing process? Or was it uh, off the floor for pump? No, 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 no. It was first we did drums, then we did pianos, yeah. and then, but it went pretty swiftly. Yeah. You know, I wanted to have this, this um, opportunity of having an album that is reproduced, mm. you know, instead of going mm, together and then, you know, doing it once. Also, I think it would be pretty impossible, judging by the schedules of uh, the guys, to to get the whole gang together for two or three days. Totally. And so you have this relationship of working with uh, Michael Heidman. How long have you been working together? Well, we know each other since 2008, I think. Yeah, okay, so it's a really developed yeah. uh, co-creation. Yeah, yeah, we did really a lot of uh, things together and... Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think for for a composer, it's a very amazing thing to have somebody like that, because you know, like 
10 or 15 years ago, I was still trying to to learn a little bit about logic, Pro Tools, and mixing, mastering. And then I realized, no, I'm too old and too stupid for that. <laughs> so now I just take the privilege of having somebody like that, yeah. where I do something and I send it over and say, okay, you do the dirty work. Yeah. Call me when it's finished. Totally. I mean, it's like, as a composer, you have to have your people that will play your composition, and that's also a role yeah. in that, you know? It's part of the, part of the gig, you know? And uh, it's really nice, like you said, that you know what he's gonna do with it and vice versa, he knows what sound you want. It's a really nice treat to have someone like that working with you. What should we hear next? What would you like to put out in the sound wave? Ah, uh, maybe Lunar Overdrive. Ooh, Lunar Overdrive. That's actually my favorite track from the album, if I may say so. Ooh, heavy, okay, okay.
back. You're listening to 107.5 FM radio, student radio Maastricht, RTV Maastricht. Hello and have a good, 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 good evening. Hello. Hello. We've actually never been introduced by the guest. Oh, so thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. This is a very, uh, very efficient guest we have today. Thank actually. you very much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very thank efficient. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Beautiful. This is indeed Student Radio Maastricht, and we are we are here in the, in, in Banka Studios listening to a fantastic album released uh, earlier this year, the S- Slavic Horizons. Slavic Horizons. Slavic Horizons. We just heard the track Lunar Overdrive. Yes. Which you said is your favorite track. Yes. From the whole thing, can I ask why? Because I mean, I I think it's um, underlines my love for rock and roll, basically, mm. and. A very good friend of mine, Torsten Pras, who's playing guitar. I sent him the tracks and said, "Yeah, go for it, go for it." You know, and I was waiting. I I had in my head specifically the spot for for the, for that crazy guitar solo. And I remember once I came home, I was pretty down and pretty tired, and it was sort of like middle COVID vibe, you know, so that musicians were not needed and blah blah. And, and then blah, he blah. sent me the the tracks. Like, is that okay? And just blow my head open, you know. Oh. So like, whoa! I was playing this on the loop. That solo, you know, had goosebumps for you know. And I was like louder, louder, till neighbors came knocking and saying, "Ah, turn this off." And I was like, "Yeah, turn yourself off," you know. And so, yeah. Hey, super nice. It stayed, yeah. So yeah, it lifted you up. And yeah, he smashed it. That, that, that solo is, boah. Yeah, it's epic. <laughs> yes, no, it's fantastic. You know, you know. Earlier, we were talking about. Well, you mentioned about well, uh, releasing albums, and in in this day and age, of course, it's very satisfying. Um, I'm also wondering because I I do tend to hear albums, including your album, in series. Is there a particular order in which you put the songs, or how do you decide? Well. I had this idea with my debut album from 2014, The Syndrome, to make sort of like one crazy song and one sort of like on the softer fusion side, you know, to have like this yin yang. Mm. So first I'm going crazy, then I'm coming back, then I'm going crazy. And I think with that first one, I did manage to have it. Here, there's absolutely no order. Main, I think yeah. I was may, okay. maybe okay. maybe a vibe, so I sort of was listening to the album and I wanted to have it in that particular order as a whole, but uh, I can't say, you know, I could have probably easily swapped one or two songs and nobody would have <laughs> ever noticed. No, yeah, it, was, it was just a genuine, genuinely open question because, yeah, um, sometimes I, I feel... Yeah, it's been put in this order for a reason, and like you said, sometimes yeah, if it's a bigger in a group or something, then you decide. It's called a <laughs> album sequencing. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank it you. has a name like how you choose, oh. and some people go really like if if it's really conceptual album where it's like it has to start here and it has to end here because that's the story. Sometimes they'll even, you know, when you hear an album when they weave the songs together through like sure, some little sure, sounds sure. Yeah. that tie over, which is also. You learn something new every day. Every on day. 107.5 FM. This is Student, Student Radio. Radio Maastricht. It's all for learning. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I learn a lot here every single time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're catching on quite quick here, actually. I like the sports, you know? <laughs> yeah. We are, <laughs> you know, we do, our, we do our best to be students of the radio. True. None True. of us in all this room music. are currently <laughs> actual enrolled students, students no. so... 
we are just students of radio. Yeah, but we also need to hold the fort. I think uh, when the students mm. have exams or holidays. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. When everyone leaves in that weird month of August, we are here in Maastricht. Or during Christmas time. Oh gosh. Yeah, so um, it's, it's that's why it's, it's always nice to have artists uh, like you uh, as well, which is something to promote as well. So uh, you're here, you said every week in Maastricht? Will you play here? Can no, you? I'm in love in Maastricht. Ah, that uh, also happens in Maastricht. Greetings to Mira, my girlfriend. Shout out. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Mira. Mira. Well, congratulations that you end up in our city. <laughs> Thank you. Well, actually, actually, it's very funny because I graduated in 2013. And I told myself never to come back. You and know, here you and then are. Here, here am I. Here I am. Yes, that's you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah, and <laughs> I always say all roads lead to Maastricht. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a room of Netherlands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's 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 a really um really queer, curious little city I would say <laughs> yeah. so thank you for being here my pleasure yeah thanks for the invite yeah of course if you ever want to come and talk shit on the radio if anybody wants to come and talk shit on the radio yeah informed shit you know you can't just talk shit about nothing you gotta have yeah, you can also indeed talk or walk us through your album for example yeah fine. but anything uh, else is also good I think I've never talked so much about myself in my life so <laughs> You'll even get to listen back to it, and that's the real painful part, yeah. I will tell you. <laughs> no, this one will be a pre- pleasure. Yeah. Well, should we close with the closing track of the album, Behind the Curtains? Or is there a song that could have been the closing track of the album that we could play? Behind the Curtain is a strange little outro that was supposed to be on my first record and never made it. Oh, yeah. And somehow it felt right this time. But it's basically... Uh, not a f- full ensemble it's just me and Lucas Kubel on percussions but yeah we can yeah it would be nice thank you for listening today everybody thanks for tuning in tuning in to 107.5 FM RTV Maastricht Student Radio Maastricht we'll be back next week with whatever will happen there's gonna be some music and in the meantime stay tuned you can listen to all of our archives on SoundCloud if you miss us. It goes on for hours and hours and hours. And then by the time you know it, it'll be 4.37 a.m. And you won't know what your name is. So today we had Slavik Semenyuk. And this is Behind the Curtain, the t- last track on Slavic Horizons. See you. Bye-bye.